What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to an episode of Headstrong. This is episode 41, man. What a ride. Um, couple things I want to just start with this podcast about because I love you all so very much, and I just want to always, just I just always, I, can, I just feel like I can never tell you guys enough how much I really genuinely appreciate every single, like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, like, I appreciate you so, so, so much, and you guys always support me, and I just feel like I never do enough <laughs> to give to give back to you guys in that way, so I just want to say thank you guys again, but I do have to uh, disclose this. I want to touch on this one time publicly. I may touch on this on my Instagram story. I may not, um, but you guys know for quite some time, pretty much my whole podcast, um, one of the main podcast sponsors has been Cured. I've been with Cured for over three years. And we started, uh, I was actually in a partnership with those drinks. Uh, if I remember you guys telling me, or if you guys remember me telling you about those, the uh, Euphoria drinks, uh, you know, my idea and just to replace energy drinks and, you know, all that stuff. But um, I was actually recently removed from that partnership by the other two parties and let go as a cured athlete about three weeks ago. Uh, in, in all honesty, they said that they deemed my character was a massive threat to the success of both businesses. Now, to be clear, I have no issue with this as I can't control how other people will perceive or view myself, my actions. We're all entitled to our own interpretations of experience. I just use it as a catalyst to do even deeper self-reflection of myself and continue to make improvements wherever I can. Nobody's perfect. I do have full respect for any decision that's made, even if it's wasn't something that I necessarily enjoyed. But for whatever reason, my support code has been kept active. So people still think that they're supporting me. Like I said, they I represented them for three years. I'm not going to say anything bad about the company, but I just want all my people, all of you to know that you are no longer supporting me when using code NK on their site, even though it appears that you are. Now, I did message them about this and I haven't heard back yet. So... I don't know why it's still active, but I just want you guys to know uh, they'll no longer be a they'll you're no longer supporting me by using my code for cured, and I was removed from the drink partnership, so I'm not I'm I have nothing to do with either of those businesses anymore. That's the only thing I want to talk about um, and address that moving forward. So shout out to the podcast sponsors, MegaFit Meals and Impact. You can use code MK on MegaFit Meals to get some high quality meals. What I want to talk to you guys today about is the gap between stimulus, reaction, or response. Because that is such a crucial thing. And I want to read you guys this quote. I don't know who this quote's by. I believe it's, uh, I believe it's Victor Frankl. Between stimulus and response lies a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose a response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. So the amount of time, like the actual reaction time, right, to respond to a stimulus, like like if you're if you're if a bug stings you, right? Like you'll you'll know that instantaneously. Our ability to react from a stimulus mentally is even faster than that, like microseconds. So 
the big power here comes from how much of a gap, right? How much space can we create between stimulus and response? Because if there's not a space, it turns into stimulus reaction. And one thing we never, ever, ever want to be in life, in my opinion, is reactive. Now, I used to be such a reactive character, and I just thought that's the way it was. Until you start realizing that almost every reactive stance you come from stems from ego. It's an interesting revelation. It's like a very interesting awareness that you're just kind of like, wow, it makes a lot of sense, but I just, it was crazy how I didn't see that. And a great example is, or just not, not a great example, I'm, I'm not a great example of very many things. <laughs> An example I can give you guys of where I noticed myself practice this uh, was with the whole cured situation. You know, I was angry. I care a lot about, I care a lot about that sponsorship and I was their top performing athlete for six months. I, you know, I, I praised them. I was very angry. And it's been about three weeks and I gave this space before I touched on it at all. So this is my res- that was my response that you guys heard instead of me being reactionary and saying, you know, fuck this, com- I can't believe it, I'm so fucked, I got screwed, I got this, I got that. And it just never gets us anywhere. Uh, Relationship-wise, if your partner is saying, hey, you know, I-, I don't like that you did that, and you go, well, Jesus, you never liked anything. And, you know, it's an immediate reaction because you feel as if that stimulus is some attack on you as a person or your character or just who you are as a person, that reaction lies from ego. That reaction lies from being reactive, right? A reaction and a response are not the same things in my opinion. And I, at least what helped me bring more, more awareness of this was separating those two. A lot of people might say that they're the same thing, but for me... I now categorize a reaction as something that happens immediately without me giving space to choose my response. Because I would say a reaction is subconscious, a response is chosen. And I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather choose how I'm responding to situations instead of just being controlled by my action or by my emotions and reacting to situations. And therein lies our power. I'm sure all of you guys thinking on this right now are so many, like there's so many things that you guys can think about and go, man, you know, like I, I, I did react to that or I did listen to what my partner was saying only to react instead of taking a second, sitting with it and choosing a response that's actually going to help the situation instead of just attacking it from a, well, I don't want to look bad or, well, you did this. I only did that because you did this. And this, this, this type of thought process, we see this everywhere, literally everywhere in our culture. Dude, I used to be this. I mean, I'm still this sometimes. I don't want you guys to think that I think I'm just like perfect person because I'm definitely not. But reactions come from emotions and anger is another emotion that creates a lot of reactions to people. But here's the thing is if I were to ask you to explain anger, what would you be able to describe? What is anger? What I've come to learn, um, just from books and everything, uh, anger is, 
Anger shows us what we actually care about. I just had this conversation on a mentorship call this morning. Anger shows us what we care about. But a lot of times we walk around angry and we don't know why we're angry. So what do we do when we're angry and we don't know why we're angry? We react. There's a ton of reactions. Very little. How many times you heard this? Oh, he's angry right now. I wouldn't talk to him. Right? Oh, he's very, he's very aggressive when he gets angry. I wouldn't talk to him. Well, he's not, a, he's not, he's not aggressive. He's reactionary or she's reactionary. There's no space, right? When you're angry and you don't know why, it's stimulus reaction, stimulus reaction, stimulus reaction. When we can kind of pull back a little bit and we can say, okay, well, I'm angry because of this. So what is my anger showing me that I actually care about? Right? If, if somebody comes in and <laughs> I, I don't know why the first thing that came to my mind just now was punches your grandma. I'm not going to use that as an example. <laughs> I was going to say when somebody punches your grandma and you get angry, you know, you care about your grandma. Anyways, you guys, I guess I used it anyways. Um, it's, this, it's the same principle for everything, right? When you actually get angry, it's telling you, well, something happened to something that you actually care about that you didn't want to happen. So being able to look at anger more as a signal to let you know what you care about does, in my opinion, allow you to create that space to think, to choose your reaction. I'm sorry, to choose your response, right? I hope you guys are with me here. So my main focal point, I guess I just want to get across in this podcast, and it's not, this isn't going to be one of my longest podcasts, that's for sure. Uh, I just felt really called to talk about this this morning. My main thing to get across to you guys is that start becoming more aware of that space after you receive an initial stimulus. Could be a you know something that you didn't want to hear from a friend, a loved one. Could be something being posted about you on social media. I mean, I've, <laughs> I get those all the time. Look at those and I think also realize... That there's that quote, life is what two percent what happens to you, ninety eight percent how you respond to it, right? And this is kind of like the same concept here, just a lot deeper. You know, I I feel like I have a lot deeper of an understanding of this now, especially the more I continue to just go on my my spiritual journey. And I do want to touch on you guys. Um, I've had a lot, a lot of questions on like what was my last spiritual ceremony that was just so incredible um we i'm gonna gonna show you guys my experience here so i went up to austin i got an airbnb in austin for those of you guys who don't know i live in houston it's about two hour drive two and a half hour drive i went and got an airbnb in austin and i got up there really early monday all i had was breakfast um, and then I finished all my check-ins by around noon because the whole time I went up to Austin, my goal was to sit, get answers, have uncomfortable conversations, make breakthroughs, and have zero distractions at all. So the second I finished all my check-ins, I finished my check-ins extremely fast because guess what? I wasn't checking Instagram. I wasn't talking to people. I wasn't getting up and moving around. I just sat and was engaged. So I got all my work done in significantly less time because I had no distractions. What this then allowed me to do, and literally I I closed every window so I wouldn't hear anything outside, turned off everything, 
um, put my phone away. There was no TV, no music, no nothing. I just had my laptop closed next to me, and I sat on a couch, crisscrossed applesauce on the couch, and I closed my eyes, and I just said, here we go. And I'm sober during all of this, mind you. I, didn't, I hadn't had my actual experience with uh, psilocybin yet. So I'm sober, and I'm meditating, and I'm asking myself these questions. Why, is, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you feel like this? Why do you treat this person this way? Why are you reactionary when this happens? Where are you lacking, right? And I just had all these very uncomfortable conversations. And any time I would have a breakthrough, I would open my laptop. I would type down that breakthrough. And then I would close my laptop and I would get right back into that meditation. And I would keep searching and keep finding. And after a while, I looked at the, I looked at the time and it had been eight hours. I had been sitting on this couch in silence with my eyes closed, with myself, probably one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. And I think a lot of us feel the same way. That's why we have so many distractions. That's why you can't put your phone down. That's why you don't like to be alone. That's why you jump from relationship to relationship. That's why you can't sit in your house by yourself. You always need some sort of stimulus or distraction because you're so scared to sit with yourself. I empathize with this 110% because that's exactly how I was up until this point. It was probably the most uncomfortable, hard thing I've done in my life thus far in that aspect. But it, it gave me, I'll never say it gave me everything I need. It gave me what I needed then. It gave me exactly, it gave me exactly what I needed, no more, no less. So the next day came around. I went to bed after that. I, I did watch some TV after that. My brain was fried. But I went to bed after that. And was still fasting. So I fasted that whole day. I only had breakfast. I didn't eat that whole day. just meditated. Uh, Tuesday, I same thing. Did all my check-ins. No distractions. And then had about another two hours of sober meditation. Uh, and then I've been fasted about two, a little over two days now. Because uh, my last meal was, on Sunday was like super early. So I've been fasted a little over two days, two and a half days. And I... Uh, Honestly, only took two grams of psilocybin, which if any of you guys are avid shroomers, is really not that much. So I, I sat outside, watched the trees for a bit while it you know, kind of kicks in. You start getting some visuals and I something just told me like, oh, this is going to be a, a much different experience than I've ever had before. It was a... Uh, it just told me, I said, I need, I need to go lay on the couch, put a pillow over my eyes so that I was in pure darkness and just let, let the medicine do its thing. Because keep in mind, guys, psilocybin is medicine. So what happened next was pretty unbelievable. And I'm going to share some, some pretty depth stuff with you guys. But all, all, I can, all I can really describe this as is that the meditations I had sober were the breakthroughs and realizations I needed. The psilocybin experience was the acceptance and the healing. Or I guess I should say the beginning of the healing to everything that I had uncovered. So I put this pillow over my eyes. And I start going through my life. Almost like... Um, you guys know on Tinder where you swipe right, right? And there's just a bunch of like boxes of pictures that come up. That's what it was kind of going on in my brain. And I stopped on one and we started going through this hallway 
and I'm just going through, taking a left, taking a right, and going down this hallway, and it's very dark, and I look down to the left, and there is, I don't know how I knew it was a seven-year-old, but it was a seven-year-old version of myself sitting there uh, crying into his knees, but he was in the shadow the whole time. If you guys don't know shadow work, look up shadow work and you'll understand a little bit more of this. <clears throat> but I, I saw him and I picked him up. I, I wiped off his tears and I said, hey, buddy, like, it's OK. You don't need to cry anymore. I, I see you now. And when I did that, he looked up at me and I swear to God, I was looking into my own eyes. It was insane. And he started fading away. And when he finally faded away, my entire right jaw started twitching and cramping like crazy. And then when he finally dissolved, my muscles relaxed and I felt a weight come off of me. Then I went further. And it was almost just like I knew. I kept telling myself in my head, like, all right, let's keep going. It was almost like I knew that it was going to get harder and harder the deeper I went. Like when I healed one wound, I knew the next one was going to be more painful and harder and it was just going to keep going so i had a bunch of these and then i had one where it was like switching through um like images of my life and this this sentence was spoken really fast it said there's nothing wrong with you and it like stopped i, I say it as if yeah i guess what it felt like to me was that there was some sort of like entity guiding me through this and showing me these things so it like stopped all the all the pictures moving and it went back to that sentence and it was like you really need to hear this and it told me probably five times in a row there's nothing wrong with you and dude i'm <laughs> i'm bawling like a baby into this pillow right and it's like Basically, it just told me enough times until it like hit me right in the heart and I kind of like started accepting it. And when that happened, uh, I, I tensed up a ton again. And then once that tension left, I felt this weight lift off. Then it went even deeper. And this one's pretty crazy for you guys. So if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, this is, this is some pretty personal shit. It's all right. Um, you guys know that I've, I've spoken about like my father's absence in my life multiple times and how it just never really affected me. Well, it turns out I was fucking wrong. So I actually saw this image of my father's face pop up and the only thing it said to me was, your healing begins and ends with your father's. And I knew exactly what it meant. And it hit me so, so freaking hard um, to the point where I actually reached out to my father the next day. And I haven't, I mean, I've never spoken to him. You know, he, he left. For those of you guys who don't know, he, he was out of my life by the time I was two. And, uh... Yeah, we'll actually be linking up sometime in the next few weeks uh, to see each other and actually talk about everything. So that was that was that's something I never, ever, ever thought was going to happen. But it was there was a lot more. There was a lot more. But those were the those were the main ones that came out. 
and I mean it was such a such a look inward on where a lot of actions and stuff stem from which kind of ties me back into the beginning of this podcast has now allowed me more space from stimulus to response because I know that when people are coming, like if we look at, if we always looked at the lens, I saw this on Instagram the other day, if we saw the world through the lens of people who are in pain that need healing, we would be a lot more empathetic and I think we would see a big shift in society very fast. So like when people are blasting other people on Instagram, the person blasting that person doesn't actually hate that person. They're just a mad character. They're in pain. They're seeking some sort of validation that that other person is lesser than they are because they feel lesser than that person. So they need an echo chamber to reiterate and give them validation that they are enough. And the only reason they feel that they're enough is if everybody hates this person that they feel inferior to, right? Like we can see things like this everywhere. And I, I, I would invite all of you guys to examine your own life and see where you do this because I hate to break it to you, you do. I did. I used to. I still do sometimes. It's, it's hard. Our egos is a tricky motherfucker. But the more I continue to just accept that I will never ever know even close to anything and I accept that we're always just going through life learning to become better, things get a lot easier. So takeaways from this podcast, stimulus, reaction is always a bad combination. Usually you say things you don't mean. Usually you put yourself in a worse position than you would be elsewise because of this emotional reaction. So being able to it's, there's no perfection here, but just starting to become more aware that here's a stimulus. Let me give it a little bit of space and let me choose my response. At the very least, allows you to align with the person that you want to continue to be. People's perceptions of you may change. You know, mistakes from your past may resurface that make people hate you again. Like, as long as you take the space to choose your response and you realize that, I mean, even yesterday's you is no longer you, right? And a quote that I've kind of made up, I guess, was uh, that yesterday's you already had their day. Stop letting them steal yours today. Meaning we hang on to who we've been in the past and we let that past person still control us today, instead of literally just accepting, I know this is a, it's a hard concept to grasp. It is until you just realize it and you go, wow, that's so fucking true. But like, you aren't who you were yesterday anymore. Period. You're not. The only way you continue to be that person that you were yesterday is by reliving in what happened yesterday. And again, everybody always says, you know, focus in the now, be present, things like that. It's just a more deeper understanding of that for me now, knowing that, dude, even who I was yesterday, like that, that person has no jurisdiction here today because I can make these choices 
today. Like I can make any choice I want today and it doesn't have to be dictated by who I was. It doesn't have to be reactionary. I can take some space and choose the exact response I want to the stimulus is being given to me. And that when I can do that, I can literally be the co-creator of my entire reality. A little, little, the <laughs> fairly, fairly deep one here. Um, I hope that I was able to communicate this in a way where you guys were able to absorb it. If not, I apologize. But I just felt very called to talk about this one specifically today because it resonated so much with me and then also my uh, my mentorship client that I had earlier this morning. So as always, you guys, if you're still listening, I cannot express to you enough how much I appreciate you. Like God honest truth. I know every person says that. But like I, I literally picture you guys listening to this when I speak and it motivates the hell out of me. And I just feel... The more I do these, the more you guys post the podcasts, the, honestly, the more the podcast audience grows, the more I feel such a loving connection to speaking in this microphone because I, I like see you guys when I'm speaking to you and I absolutely love it. So as always, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, a, a screenshot and a post on your story does amazing wonders. I know I've talked to, oh, also when I was at Lost Lands, dude, I got to give my Lost Lands people a shout out. I met like 15 of you guys at Lost Lands who all came up to me and the first thing you said was that you loved the podcast. I cannot tell you what that means to me. That was that was truly remarkable. I mean, I was, you know, I was I was rolling my ass off so it was pretty emotional, but uh I just got man, thank you guys so freaking much. So like I said, if you guys screenshot it and share this podcast, it does wonders. If you do a review, that does amazing for this podcast. It helps more people see it. We're really close to 500 reviews. I would love to see 500 reviews before we hit episode 45. And if you guys ever need me, you guys know where to find me.